This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, February 4th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. Look at those teeth. I even flossed this morning because I take pride in my teeth now that Dr. Mike O'Neill's my dentist. 317-849-2933. You will not regret that decision to make Dr. Mike O'Neill your dentist. Let's talk about a regrettable night last night for the Indiana Pacers Victor Oladipo, not good. One of 10 shooting threes. Since he's come back, he is three of 21 shooting threes. He keeps jacking them up. Here's the thing about Victor Oladipo, and then we'll talk overall about the game, okay? And this is not a three-game sample. This is during his time as an Indiana Pacer. When Victor Oladipo is a volume shooter, and by volume shooter, I mean shooting one field goal attempt or more every two minutes of gameplay, all right? When he does that, when he shoots more than one shot every two minutes, the Pacers are 34 and 31. That's a winning percentage of 52%. When he shoots fewer than one shot per two minutes of game action, the Indiana Pacers, they are 40 and 8. That's a winning percentage of 83.3 repeating. All right? When Victor Oladipo allows the offense to come to him, when he allows himself to be involved in the flow of the game and doesn't try to heavy-hand himself into the flow of the game. The Pacers are a much, much better team. 40-8 and eight as opposed to 34-31. and 31. The numbers are there, and I know that there are reasons for those numbers that are independent, okay? It's it, kind of like when the Pacers are behind, Victor is more likely to shoot more often. That is, is something that exists. But this, over the course of, what is that, 65 games and 48 games? What's that, uh, 113 games? That's, that's a lot of game activity. And I think we can draw a couple of conclusions from that activity and from the number of shots, the volume of shots Victor attempts. Last night, 23 minutes, 17 shots attempted, and Victor made four of them. Not good enough. Lost to the Mavericks last night. Lost to the Knicks 
on Saturday. Vic, when his field goal attempts were a little bit more in line with what I was talking about, they actually won in overtime, in part because Vic hit a tie, uh, a game-tying three-pointer with nine seconds left in regulation, sent it to overtime, and then the Pacers took over. This is a really good team that's lost two games in a row at home. It's unnecessary. Vic needs to take his foot off the gas and allow the game to come to him. Play at the rhythm of the game. Don't try to assert your rhythm upon the game offensively, or the Pacers going to have trouble. Big games tomorrow night. Hankel Fieldhouse, you got Butler welcoming Villanova. That game 6.30 on Fox Sports 1. If you're not going, I highly recommend that you go. The intensity during this game every year, the possession-to-possession battle of wills that this game represents, absolutely fascinating every year. I never miss Butler and Villanova. Should be a terrific game. We're going to talk about that a lot this afternoon on Sports and Other But Sports. Butler with the media availability at 245. I will be there. We will talk about Butler basketball this afternoon, which I think is fascinating. Also tomorrow night, you got the Purdue Boilermakers taking on Iowa. Here's the deal. They got a homer against Iowa tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on BTN. And then this weekend, 2 o'clock at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, they take on IU. You got to split those games if you're Purdue. If you want to go to the NCAA tournament, you've got to split those games. In fact, if you want to go to the NIT, you might have to split those games. Purdue is, boy, and this is true for so many teams in the Big Ten, true for Indiana too, true for Butler in the Big East. You're, you're walking a, a tightrope every single game that could either land you in the NCAA tournament, the NIT, or no tournament whatsoever. That's where college basketball is. The parity in college basketball is unbelievable. Indiana's got a whole week between games to try to retool that offense and make sure they're not setting ball screens for a cutter who's going to drive right into the teeth of the defense. And you've got to defend a little bit better than Indiana did. You've got to rebound a little bit better than Indiana did this past weekend. But Indiana's got a chance. Purdue's got a chance. Butler's got a chance for Purdue. To really have a chance, they got to split these games. It's going to be tough. 17th-ranked Iowa. They're not as good on the road as they are at home, but they're still pretty damn good. And then you go to Indiana. Anything can happen at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The Hoosiers, not bad at, at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The question is, is Bob Knight going to come? And I could care damn less. I just have no interest whatsoever with whether he comes or not. It's the boy who cries wolf. Right, you know, after a while, you're just deaf to it, and you're like, hey, yeah, more yelling. And that's what I get with Bob Knight. You know, oh, he might come. Karen might let him come to the game. You know, he comes to the game great. He doesn't come to the game great. I'm just not invested in it anymore. It doesn't mean a damn thing to me anymore. Shame on Bob Knight for dicking us around like this. Or, I, I don't know, to what extent he's doing it, or whether it's other people, I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm tired of it, and I'm no longer paying attention. Let's talk about college basketball's transfer rules. A lot of people talking about this, whether it's Jay Billis, Mike DeCourcy, all these guys talking about this, and they talk at it from different perspectives. So let me give you a different perspective. Number one, I think it's a great idea to have a kid sit for a year. I think it's terrific for a kid to show up at a campus, figure out where he is, how the school works, develop kind of a, a network of friends, figure out what the team is, what the coach is. I think it's great to sit for a year. I don't think it should be legislated. And let's make no mistake about this. It hasn't been legislated because 
it's good for the student athlete. Because if it was good for the student athlete, it would be legislated against all or across all sports. And it's not. Here are the sports that sitting a year is mandated unless you get away. Uh, men's and women's college basketball, uh, FBS football, baseball, and hockey. Hmm. What do those sports have in common? Basketball, baseball, bas- uh, uh, hockey, and football. Football, basketball, hockey, baseball, well, they're all major league sports. Kids have an opportunity to play professionally and make a lot of money in all of those. Wrestling? No. You can, you can transfer and, and do whatever you want. You can play immediately. Track? Same thing. Soccer? Same thing, although they have the MLS. But I would imagine that if they were going to redo this rule, they would add soccer to it, given the existence and the popularity of the MLS. Um, but field, yeah, field hockey, I think we went over. Swimming? No, you can transfer. Do whatever you want. You don't have to sit for a year without a waiver. So the, those four sports and men's and women's both having a professional league, what does that mean? It means that what coaches are trying to do and what administrators are trying to do is protect from kids leaving to try to feather their professional nest elsewhere. That's what they're doing. It's about controlling potential pros. It's not about protecting college athletes from, you know, being preyed upon and and being being, you know, immersed in a new culture too quickly. It has nothing to do with that. It's not about protecting these kids. It's about protecting the coaches, protecting the schools, protecting the administrators from defections by kids who may one day be at the top level of their profession and making a whole lot of money. That's what it's about. And so as we talk about this rule and as we attack this rule, we have got to see it for what it is and see why it's been enacted. It's not about protecting the kids. It's about protecting the adults. Always! Wow, how many times do I need to tell you people this? For God's sake. This, it all goes back to summer camp. I spent like nine weeks at Camp Menominee in Eagle River, Wisconsin, uh, one summer as a counselor. And, and it was so instructive for me. I don't know what opened me up to so many great lessons at Camp Menominee, but it did. And one of those lessons, uh, I learned two great things. One from the great Glenn Klein, who uh, was the camp director at that time and became the camp owner. All right, may have been the camp owner then. Anyway, what Glenn said, never articulate the consequences. If you're a parent, never tell the kid, hey, if you do that, you're grounded for a week. You know why? Because then it becomes a negotiation. Genius. Never did that with Ryan. Never. Hey, if you do this, I, you're not going to eat supper. Some other vapid and idiotic threat that I'm never going to follow through on, right? It's just, hey, don't do that. And then you let his imagination work. This is how you discipline. And uh, so the first three or four weeks, I'm busting my ass at camp making sure kids are having a great time. And a guy pulls me aside and he goes, hey, you're focusing on the wrong thing. He didn't say, hey, you're making the rest of us look bad because I don't think that was the deal. It was, you're focusing on the wrong thing. We're not here for them. The counselors aren't here 
for the campers. They are here for us. They are here for our amusement. That's the way this works. I was like, oh, I didn't change my behavior, but I get it. And this is the way the NCAA works. And this is the way athletic departments work. The kids, they're not there for the kids in large part. There's some exceptions. I would say that Fred Glass has been there for the kids as the athletic director at Indiana. I, I think that that's an exception. All right. That, but that's not the way it is at most places. The administrators aren't there for the kids. The kids are there for the administrators. And the kids are there to do their work so everybody gets paid. And all rules are funneled right through that filter. That's the way it works. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this 59-degree uh, Tuesday morning on February 4th, which, was, which is just spectacular. It's raining a little bit out there. I did the first one, the first breakfast outside. It started raining. So I said, I got this is not professional looking at all. I've got to delete and go again. So this is why I'm going a second time. Uh, Teresa Peevler, happy birthday. Thanks to Chuck Lofton for serving up this weather. Much appreciated. Megan Sully, happy birthday. The great Charles Watkins, the great Trog Keller, celebrating a birthday. Uh, Jim Claprod, happy birthday. And Christopher Kopaki, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. And remember, pick up your copy of Oops! The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures written by me. I did all this idiotic crap and wrote it down so you don't have to. You can learn from my mistakes and adventures. That's why it exists. Order it at Amazon. Search Oops! and Kent. Boom! Up it comes. You can order the audio version. Six hours and 40 minutes of me telling stories that make me sound like a dope. Also in book form, also ebook form. You can get it all right there for you at Amazon.com. Uh, sports, nothing but sports. We're talking about Butler basketball because they got Villanova coming up tomorrow, and that's going to be a hell of a contest. We'll talk to you then.